1: Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics interview. I'm your host, Martin, and today we're going to get to do something a little different. Uh, we are talking to Scan9VFX supervisor Brian Hirota. Uh, Brian has been the the vfx business for over 25 years and of course uh recently zach snyder's justice league cut uh was released by hbo max and scanline vfx had a great deal to do with the special effects behind that uh film for, and for the original justice league for that matter uh so we're going to talk to him about that his career and what else scanline vfx has coming down the pike so let's welcome brian Haroda to gvn's talking comics interview
2: well, how are you doing brian uh, good. Um, happy to be here.
1: Well, oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and start from the beginning. You said uh, you, um, best I can figure, you've had over twenty five years, uh, do in this business. Uh, so what originally got you interested in the field? Was it a movie you'd seen, uh, you know, early on, or was it a person that you knew? What got you started? Um,
2: I mean, a little. I mean, I, I you know, I've always been interested in movies, and you know, sort of, you know, big genre movies that that. Have always attracted me, um, but I, I kind of got involved sort of happenstance. Um, you know, I, I got a degree in computer science, and I I, I, I took some some classes in, in computer graphics, and I would also studied you know some film and television and, and some fine art a, a, as well. And as I was looking to graduate, I was I was interested in um, you know finding. Something that that you know could could perhaps take advantage of, or, or allow me to, to uh, I- explore, you know, sort of all those areas together. I, I found a job for I, I was I was at I was in San Diego at the time going to UCSD, and then I, I found a job uh, in Marina del Rey for this company called Video Image that was looking for you know somebody with a skill set similar to mine, um, and and I just started I started working there like like the fall of 92 um I, I was finishing my degree and you know a few days a week i would drive up to la and and work you know and, and work with the guys up there and and so you know i started like writing some tools and you know, at that time like like they were still it was sort of the transitional area era from you know models and miniatures and optical effects you know people were still using optical printers which like i don't know how familiar you are with those but like nowadays you know, you use like a digital compositing package where you bring in all these different layers and you right. you, you combine in a computer. There was the intuition that digital tools were the way to go. I mean, computers were really expensive. Everything was done on Silicon Graphics. Different companies had sprung up uh, and started dabbling in digital effects. And, you know, I got hired to start writing some tools. And at, at that time, everyone kind of, it was sort of an all hands on deck you know i think people would create their own effects or write little tools and everyone would composite their own stuff and we would shoot it out to film ourselves and run it off to the lab you know and we we'd get the dailies back in the morning and string them up on a film projector you know to watch them just to you know to see the 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 work we had done because there was there were no there was no 2k playback systems or um anything like that so i I think I got a little off topic for your question, but I- No, that's all right, you go. <laughs> you know, like I, I studying at school and I, 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 yeah, I found this job and I, I sort of, um, you know, I, I, I didn't intend to seek out to work in the visual effects of the film industry, really. Um, but circumstances, you know, led me there.
1: Right. So, I mean, so once you started, though, uh, did it seem at that point that it was maybe something you would like to pursue? Uh, um, as you, the more you learned about it? I mean, did yes you, and did no. You still have other, or did you still have other uh, uh, things that you wanted to try to do? Uh,
2: I mean, yes and no. Like, I, I mean, I think anybody who was working in the nineties uh, uh, you know, on on this stuff, it it, it was very difficult uh, because the kinds of the, the asks for digital effects kept growing, you know, and often really looking back on it you know beyond beyond maybe what was reasonable uh to ask to do you know with the technology at the time so you know it, it, everything was that was a was a struggle to do and 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 quite the grind it's often many times when i thought well i'll do this movie but i don't think i can keep doing this because this is it's too crazy you know i i should find something something else to do one well, you know once we finish this film and um, you know, st- step off this uh, crazy merry-go-round.
1: So, okay, so you, uh, like I said, you went through a number of different companies that you worked for and of course you're now with uh, Scanline VFX and they had did the original special effects for Justice League in 2017. So when Zach, you know, when the fans made enough noise and got where Zach could go ahead and do his cut of the film, uh, was there anything or what were the challenges that you faced in doing some some of the scenes for this new movie as opposed to the one from 2017
2: the the challenges kind of break down into multiple categories I mean there's the over uh, arching category of the time frame because the it was you know I, I don't know we delivered over a thousand shots in I think the total schedule was like seven months and we had like a whole month of of dearchiving and prepping so like you know we did that in six months which which is sort of crazy and, and then <clears throat> the, you know there was shots that were started well the whole movie was you know one was one three three aspect ratio right. the theatrical was one eight five so there's a number of shots that were final and weren't going to change but were needed to be touched because they needed extra content at the top and the bottom. So, you know, those shots were their own category of figuring out, like, did we have to re-render stuff? Were there ways in compositing just because, you know, you want to just restore this top and the bottom. Worst case scenario, right. you, you had to reactivate the whole shot. You know, for, you know, relatively visually little gain. So th- those are kind of frustrating. Um, because they seem like easy wins, but, but they're not. Then, you know, then you had a a category of shots that ostensibly, you know, were, were, they were finaled in in 2017 and, you know, more or less they're similar to uh, what Zach wanted in his cut, but there was some change, you know? So again, those required varying levels of digging into to, to change stuff. And we often found ourselves in like a CSI uh, forensics exercise, because you know, you know, we'd worked on this movie. Many, uh, most of the crew had worked on it, um, but it's been years, and you know, so along the way, sometimes things had changed. Like characters were removed from the shot, or there, there, you know, there was a que- request to do something. Going into the project, it was clear that, or there was no diving into this project without. Uh, Changing Steppenwolf creatively, I I I support Zach's desire to do that. Um, I think it's the right thing for his cut of the film. And I, you know, and however, like that creates this gigantic ripple effect of additional work. Of right, and you know, and then there was the category of work that we had never worked on before, but was new to us for this, like the 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 finale in Russia. You know, right. like we we didn't we didn't work on that the first time, so you know presents a slightly different challenge like in one way in one way it's easier you know, that, a lot of that stuff sort of required like a clean sheet approach to um, re- reconciling what happens from the moment that the, the flying fox shows up in in Russia.
1: So yes uh, kind of what you were talking about said it was easier right almost to start from scratch than it was to try to add on to something that was already
2: established. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of apples and oranges because it's it's. I think it's easier mentally to do the clean sheet. It it is more actual work. You know, some of the other ones where you had to go in there and do some surgery on the the sleuthing and and solving of the of exactly what it is you need to do uh, you know that that was that was tricky
1: so i mean so when you went into the you know to this new segment did was there any changes in technology or software that you had to deal with or were you still pretty much working with the same tools
2: like the overall toolkit is is i I think broadly the same the specifics uh, of everything you know i mean it's been four years technology's improved quite a bit um the you know so so anything we could start fresh uh it was easier to bring new technology to bear on it the the problem was this show had you know so much of one foot in in the present and one foot in the past um things that that we were performing surgery on you know to bring into this into this version you know character rigs or some effects setups if 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 there was a small change, we could do. Due to it, uh, the the preference would be to keep the technology as was. If there were large changes or new characters or things, you, you know, then then we would sort of bring it up to more modern standards in terms of the underlying technology of it.
1: Yeah, that's because I've always been curious, you know, because I know I'm kind of a perfectionist on certain things that I do. So I may do something and it looks good to me, but then look at it and think, uh, well, I wish I could have done this or that. Is there ever been a point, even now, was there a point where you looked at when it was all done and you said, I really wish I would have done this or done that, or do once you've done a project, that's it. You don't sit there and dwell on that kind of thing.
2: Sitting here today, I'm not thinking about shots that I think that we should have done this or that on. Right. Um, like if we sat down and went through one by one, every single shot. In the movie that we did. And, you know, could I come up with notes for them? Probably. I think you can always nitpick stuff. Um, you know, and, and so, I mean, I guess yes and no. Well, that's all you know, like,
1: human, really.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I think any kind of creative thing you're doing that is also tied to, you know, either other people's opinions, because, like, maybe, maybe you like, like our job is to fulfill the director's vision you know, there could be times where you disagree with their, or you, you if you were directing, you would do something else. It, it, it's your job to realize the best version of what they want that, that you know how to. So like, like maybe there's times you're like, Oh, I wish we could have gone blue instead of green, but you know, they wanted green. So like, I, I think this is the best version of the green one that right. we could do. Or sometimes like I wish, you know, cause it's, you're, you're also working in some kind of production timeline. You know, you're like, well, I wish we had two more weeks or two more months or two more years because then we could like fiddle around with this or that even even more.
1: Um, Okay, now this is not the first time of course you guys have worked with Zach. Um, How does does that collaboration work? Does he tell you, okay, this is actually kind of what I'm looking for, uh, try to create, you know, give me some examples of that or has he ever given you a scene that you just were forced to tell him, I'm sorry, Zach, this we, either because of the time frame or what you know what we're doing, we we just can't produce that.
2: Like like I don't know like I have worked with Zach a number of times and you know like like you know and, and DJ um you know I, I worked with DJ more than I've worked with Zach too but I, I'm sure there's times that there there has to be I think it's impossible that there wouldn't be but I I can't think of you know anything out of my head like like one one thing that comes to mind is. The, the shot of Batman on the war machine. Right. Um, that was originally, you know, that's part of the, the, you know, when Zach got Ben back for reshoots, and, and that was going to, the original idea for that was um, Ben standing, you know, somewhere in Gotham and seeing, seeing the Bat-Signal. That, that was, that was the, the original intention. And we were, you know, again, because the reshoots happened relatively late in this already short schedule, um, you know, we were doing layouts, putting Ben in the city and just showing you like so sort of simple versions of, well, he could be here, he could be here, we he could see this or that. And uh, you know, DJ showed those to Zach and he came back and you know, he's like, you know, Zach's not really feeling these. Um, but you know, now, now Zach starts talking about this war machine idea, you know, and then DJ's like, I like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and he's like, you know, what are we supposed to do about that? And, you know, so the last thing about it, and I, and I was like, and, you know, and then Zach said, you know what? If it's too crazy, this is what D- I, DJ told me, you know, Zach told him, well, this is what he wants, but like for us to discuss it, to see if we think that this will fit into the, the schedule. And, you know, in talking with DJ, I was like, well, you know, cause we both know Zach fairly well. You know, I'm like, here's the thing, like it's going to eat at the back of Zach's mind, you, you know? And I-, I feel like ultimately we're going to end up doing it anyway. You know, because like we want to um, help the fulfill the director's uh, vision as much as possible. And if he like really wants something, we will try to do it. You know, so so we we did that. And, you know, and I, you know, in, in talking over with DJ, I'm like, we should just I, I feel like we should just do it. And, you know, and so then we, we launched the an effort and then, you know, we, we started doing that. And he's like, OK, cool. Like, I think this is cool. Like, maybe we could, you know, modify the camera like this or, you know change the layout, you know, a little bit this, this way or that way. But I got a call from Zach. I don't know that now we're even closer, you know, to the end of the schedule. And right. he's like, Hey, I was trying to call DJ, but I couldn't find him, you know? So um, what if we put some tight up dudes in front of the war machine too? It's like, you know, you know, can we, can we, can we do that again? Like it's like, you know, time is like ticking and, and running out, but. I, I, again, we, we did we did it anyways. So um, I, I guess I am sure I'm sure somewhere there's, you know, times when you know, I was like, no, that's crazy. Like that. that that's not going to happen. Um, but I I can't I can't think of it off the top of my head.
1: But the, well, actually, your answer was kind of the way I would have figured it would have went and said, yeah, it's crazy. We can't do it, but we're going to try to do it anyway uh, and, you know, and eventually get it done, at least to, to Zach's satisfaction. Um, okay, so kind of covered that. I'm going to, I don't want to keep you a hold in here, uh, but I talked about uh, uh, the work, past work you've done. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name, uh, name of a film that you worked on and, you uh, you just tell me what you remember about it. Uh, okay. Like I said, you may not remember anything about it, but from what I'm seeing here, you, you seem to remember a lot. So, uh, so, all right. So first off, Demolition Man.
2: Oh, Demolition Man. So that was the second movie I worked on. Um, I think it's the first movie I worked on that got released. Uh, I I remember, uh, and, and and so... You know, being so young and having no experience, um, I was just learning a lot. I I, I, I remember because our company did the screen graphics, the images that appear, um, you know, on the monitors and, and right. stuff in many of the names of prisoners who died or sold or of uh, the guards who got killed with people that worked at our company. I thought, I thought, hey, that's super interesting and, and fun. Um, there's a the shot that I did, uh, there's a Chinook, like the double rotor helicopter, coming in. I think to the prison um, where I forget Wesley Snipes' name, his character's name. I forget both the them Anyways, it's coming in and it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like tracer fire coming up. I, I did that and I added a, a, a digital tilt to the to the camera move. Um, was I think, I think that was my big contribution to the movie.
1: Okay, so next, let's go to Armageddon.
2: I'm again, oh, I'll tell you what I remember about that movie. So, uh, we, we did the title sequence, you know, where Charlton Heston's talking over and asteroid kills dinosaurs. So then when we got asked to do that, you know, we sort of got the brief like, okay, here's what we want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, one of the first things, one of the first things that that we did was we made an asteroid and we, we referenced a lot of, um, NASA footage, you know, of real asteroids in the asteroid belt, and we put that together. And supervisor from our company, Richard Hollander, took it to Michael Bay to show him. And then Richard Richard came back, and he's like, oh, "Okay, well, Michael Bay, Michael Bay has notes, you know." And we're like, "Okay, well, what's his notes on, you know?" And I'm paraphrasing, but this seems like it would be correct. Uh, the notes were, you know, like, "Look, nerds, I, I want a cool asteroid, like, like." Like uh, I don't care about these like dumb, boring, like NASA asteroids. Like, like I'm making a cool movie. Like, make a cool asteroid. You know? oh. So, so we, you know, we, we came up with that uh, that giant like jaggy one, you know, um, which I think looks not that different from the one. I think that Dream Quest. I think Dream Quest did it. I think the the you know the big one later that they that they land on right. and drill it. I think I think that one was jaggy too. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I just yes. remember <laughs> so but, but, was cool. <laughs> yeah, but then I remember I that actually was a um, also a really good learning experience because it's not a documentary. You know, especially like in a movie like that. Like 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 you know, what what is the intention of this film of this of the shot in this film? Like 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 Michael Bay's making something cool with explosions, where people walk away from him, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. have time. He Time for your, your science. <laughs> okay, that's kind
1: of funny. I was like, hey, nerds, I don't want to look at that. Okay, let's go to next. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's go to Watchmen.
2: Watchmen. So that's the first time I worked with Zach. Uh, right. Like DJ was his uh, supervisor on it. What I what I remember about that, I have two memories about that. Um, I remember Zach and Larry coming up with the idea for the opening, um, you know, the super high speed. And one of the the things that they did there was like, there's the sort of flashbulb moments that come up and down, you know, really slowly. But, you know, they used, I don't even know what they used, like some kind of electronic lights that came up and down, you know, at a a much faster rate, you know, they didn't shoot it at 3000 frames per second or something. It's all like, you know, it's all faked and like, and, and I thought that was, I thought there was a lot, I, or I guess there was a lot of what I thought were very clever uh, shots in that movie. Like, um, yeah. okay,
1: let's move into Scanline VFX now. Let's go to Three Hundred: Rise of the Empire.
2: Three Hundred: Rise of the Empire. Uh, I, I guess the thing I remember most about that is is planning out and executing the the crazy horse shot, you know, because because um, of like the ridiculousness of it, uh, mm-hmm. and, and just the logistics of trying to figure out how to how to shoot that. Uh, you know, and, and post it together. And I, uh, at, at one point in time, there were versions of that shot where they cut away. And I, I like that at the end. At the end of the day, it goes all the way from him mounting the horse to taking his helmet off. You know, looking at Artemisia. Uh, so my, 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 I think my 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 strongest memory of that is is living in Bulgaria, and um, figuring out and executing the horse shot. All right. Um, let's see. In the heart of the sea. The the biggest thing I, I, I remember about that movie is that like Ron Howard's like the nicest person alive. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, well, like he he's good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's genuinely like what you expect him to be, you know. Um, but yeah, like 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 you know, we, we did like the big squall squall sequence, and you know, and, and some other stuff. But the big the big storm was our was our big a big sequence, Dean. did most most of the whale stuff. We did, I think, we did two whale shots, but, um, but yeah. Let's see Aquaman. I guess the thing I remember, or or the my big takeaway from Aquaman um, was the the trench boat. You know, the dive down to the kingdom of the trench. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was that was fun. Mm. That it was fun to like. You know, really dive into the trench behavior and, you know, the the trench physiology. James is kind of he's he's a madman with, you know, some, you know, very big ideas. So, I I like collaborating with him. Um, was fun. All
1: right. So the last two are actually ones that you may or may not be able to talk about, <laughs> uh, and that is Godzilla versus Kong and Suicide Squad, because I know they're yeah you know, those are films that are coming out
2: here yeah i think but i think both of those like i can't talk about yet i'm interested in both of those and you know would like oh, no, the know, trailers, the trailer i know the trailer has been great <laughs> yeah yeah it releases i think uh worldwide i think it releases worldwide tomorrow and then north america a week from tomorrow right
1: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't so, sure if you could talk about those or not, so I I, I figured I'd throw yeah. them
2: just in case. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I don't think so. I, I think you know, I'm excited to see, um, big monsters fight.
1: Always, oh, oh, uh, like I said, and <laughs> the, the uh, like I said, the trailer looks uh, really really cool. Um, I I was always a King Kong fan anyway. Uh, so anyway, okay, so that's pretty much all I got for you, Brian. Uh, so uh, you know, of course, other than uh. Godzilla and Kong. And you got anything else uh, you're gonna be working on coming up soon here?
2: Um, y- yes, but I can't talk about that either. <laughs>
1: you're no fun at all, come on. <laughs> I know, I, I am,
2: I am the, the literal worst. Yeah, you so, know.
1: well, you go. Know, gotta do what you gotta do. All right, well, uh, we appreciate some of your time here, Brian, and um, we'll be following what happens uh, in your career going forward
2: yeah no well, well well thank you yeah and you know and with regards to justice like, like i'm you know really happy that zach got to you know because after it's nice that he got to go back and um you know finish his version of the film yes yeah, so,
1: why well, no i liked what what they did with superman because i always thought people wanted to get superman punched around a whole lot more than he should ever get punched around uh that was none of that in this film said uh, uh black suit and everything and he came in and kicked butt all over the place
2: no yeah <laughs> yeah all right. Well, thank you, Brian. Okay. All right. Well, thank All you, right. Martin. Uh-huh. Bye.